It's the rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Thursday, December 17th, and we are on officially. Game on. Game on, baby. Week 15 fantasy football semifinals. Going to break down the wide receiver cornerback matchups for you for this week with the exclusion of the Thursday night game because I don't know when you're listening to this, man. You might be listening to it before, maybe after, but regardless, we'll get you set up there. Uh, Before we do, let me tell you about our presenting sponsor, of course, that is Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Have you heard me ask that question before this season, maybe for the last 15 weeks? Well, if you haven't answered that question already, you do need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps. You don't have to play against sharks. And really, that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, esports, and of course, football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And you know what else? Monkeyknifefight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you'd be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So there you go. Pressure's on, baby. Not really. I mean, hey. If you're making your start-sit decisions, your lineup decisions, I really think that this is the week, especially this week and next week, where people overthink it and try and talk themselves into making these crazy starts. And typically, your best start is the right start. It doesn't always work out perfectly, but your best start is the right start. I said this earlier in the year. I had people saying, you know, is it crazy to start? player A over player B. And my response was, if you have to ask, yeah, it's probably crazy. (laughs) Probably is. Well, right now, if you are trying to talk yourself into starting somebody, you probably shouldn't be starting that somebody. You're never going to figure it out perfectly, but making the highest percentage plays is your best bet. So let's dive into a little words of wisdom there. Words of wisdom from JR. Let's talk about the uh, first matchup here on Saturday, Buffalo and Denver. Buffalo has a nice matchup. Denver's secondary is completely decimated. No Bryce Callahan, no A.J. Boye, no Bassey, no Dawson. I mean, oh my, this is bad. Michael O.J. Mudia is, you know, maybe he'll be something. Uh, I don't think he's been that bad for a rookie. Rookies get picked on, but he is allowing 14.7 yards per catch. Four scores on the season, so giddy up Stephon Diggs. Also think we're going to see some volume here for Cole Beasley. Remember, I'm talking to two separate audiences here. I am talking to the season-long playing public. I'm also talking to the DFS playing public. You may be part of both of those, and you understand that. But for some people, I will talk about, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was like, you know, uh, Devontae Adams' matchup is is crazy good or something like that. And then somebody was like, yeah, like you'd ever bench him. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about there. We're talking about actually paying up for him in DFS. So anyway, just keep that in mind as I go through these. 
Tim Patrick. Don't like the matchup. He has scored three times in the last two weeks, but Trey White, Levi Wallace on the outside, no thank you for Tim Patrick. Downgrade for him and also boating poorly for Jerry Judy. Carolina Green Bay. Speaking of Devontae Adams, yes, the matchup is good yet again. All three starting Panthers corners allowing a 65% catch rate or above. Also think this is pretty good for Marquez Valdez-Scantling, but more of a DFS thing there. I'm not going to use him if I can get away with it like a wide receiver four. I think that's pretty risky. On the other side, uh, in terms of DJ Moore, so this one is one that I threw out there. All right, so he came off the COVID list, and we did have some questions as to whether or not he would play. He was limited on Thursday. So he is far from a lock here. Remember, he had an ankle injury, and that's what caused him to be limited. This has nothing to do with the COVID thing. So I think that a lot of people saw, oh, he's back from COVID. He's definitely playing. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think this one's actually going to be game time. Now, if he does play, hey, that's a pleasant surprise. Or, you know, we'll take it for what it is. It's still a tough matchup, though. Jair Alexander, Kevin King, it's tough for Robbie Anderson here as well. Those guys are both under a 60% catch rate on the season. Tampa, Atlanta. I like the matchup for all three. Tampa, wideouts, Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown. I actually prefer him in that order. I think Evans could see a shadow here. We have seen A.J. Terrell shadowing recently. He's done a pretty nice job as well. You know, I don't want to pick on these rookies too much. I think overall, pretty good season. He has allowed four receiving scores, though, including one last week to Keenan Allen. So, I don't mind the matchup at all. On the other side, I do not expect Julio Jones to play. He's being called week to week, and that's football speak for he isn't playing this week. Just throwing that out there. I don't have a Thursday practice report when I'm recording this, but I don't think he's on the field. So Calvin Ridley locked in for heavy volume. The problem, though, is if he's the number one, then he's almost certainly going to see Carlton Davis. And one receiver had Carlton Davis's number this year. His name's Tyreek Hill. Otherwise, Carlton Davis has been phenomenal. Last week against the Vikings, you know, Jefferson and Thielen didn't do much. A lot of that was Carlton Davis. Four targets, one catch allowed last week. So, tough one for Ridley. You use him in season long, obviously. But DFS, I, I maybe think twice about it. All right, over to San Francisco and Dallas. Uh, the like this game would be like awesome in like the 1990s, right? But this year maybe not as much. But there's there's some intrigue here. No Debo Samuel, so I love Ayuk this week. 16 targets last week. It's a nice matchup as well. He'll see plenty of Rashard Robinson in this one. Robinson lightly used 10 catches on 13 targets this season. Two of the 10 catches went for touchdowns. So. Giddy up, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, over to the other side, it's a downgrade for Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. I don't really need to explain this to you, but I will anyway. <laughs> Richard Sherman and Jason Verrett, they're freaking awesome. So Verrett allowing .19 fantasy points per route covered, Sherman at .12. Not a common stat, but I have been throwing it out, out there this year because it's a good stat because it really encapsulates a whole bunch of things into one metric. So yards allowed, catches allowed, touchdowns allowed, per route covered, all in one metric right there. 0.29 is the league average, so these guys are way below, and Sherman's one of the lowest in the league, so really stingy. And I don't really think this is a good matchup for CD either. It's better, but it's not particularly good. Detroit, Tennessee. Oh, man, do I love this for Tennessee. A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, set up here. Brown's a little dinged up, but you know, he managed to practice. 
uh, in a limited basis yesterday. So I think he'll be fine. He'll suit up. He he's a warrior, and they need him. But Amani Aruruwarie, he um, he's given up 17.1 yards per catch, and Daryl Roberts allowing 70 71% catch rate on the other side. So this is really nice. Aruwarie, man, you could just go after that matchup. I don't think Kenny Galladay is going to play, so don't hold your breath here. So to be Marvin Jones is de facto number one yet again. That means you're going to get shadowed by Malcolm Butler almost certainly here. And Malcolm Butler has been really good over the second half of the season. He shut down DJ Chark last week. Seven targets for Chark, one catch against Butler. So not good for Marvin Jones. Who? Marvin Jones. Houston and Indy. T.Y. Hilton is rolling, man. And we saw this matchup just two weeks ago in that game. He had eight catches for 110 yards and a score. I I mean, you just go after this matchup. T.Y. is a, he's a borderline wide receiver, too. I think the matchup's just as good for Pittman, but Pittman's just a DFS play. I wouldn't want to use Pittman in season long. I am downgrading Brandon Cooks. I know that the numbers were pretty decent two weeks ago for the receivers here, but I just can't get past how good Xavier Rhodes is. 43% catch rate, so it's downgrade for Cooks, downgrade for Chad Hansen. Not quite a downgrade for Kiki QT. I'm going to have him as a wide receiver three. He he has three 100-yard games. They've all been against the Colts. It doesn't really mean anything. It's the most recent one that means something because it was two weeks ago. So neutral territory for him, not an upgrade or a downgrade. New England, Miami, there's really not much to talk about here. I am downgrading Devontae Parker because he's going to be shadowed by Stephon Diggs if he gets back on the field. And he does look like he is trending towards getting back on the field. So if that's the case, I don't think we can use him with confidence. In season long, you may have to use him. He's been limited both days. They do have a Thursday practice out when I'm recording here. But if he plays Gilmore, 0.22 fantasy points per route cover covered allowed. So that's pretty stingy. On the other side, I don't think you're using Jacoby Myers, but it's neutral. Nick Needham's not a terrible matchup. I just can't trust that passing game. Chicago, Minnesota, Allen Robinson was freaking awesome last week. 123 yards and a score on nine catches. I love the matchup, even though he only had six for 43 against Minnesota back in week 10. Cameron Dantzler, he's going to see a lot of him. Dantzler's allowed four touchdowns on the season. I actually think this is pretty good for Darnell Mooney as well. You just go after that Minnesota secondary. As far as Thielen and Jefferson, the matchup on paper is not not the best matchup, but only a few weeks ago we saw this, right? Thielen had two touchdowns in that game. Justin Jefferson had up over 100 receiving yards. So more of a neutral matchup for those guys. Seattle, Washington, I like it for DK and Tyler Lockett. Ronald Darby allowing 15.2 yards per catch. Kendall Fuller allowing five touchdowns on the season with four all of those five coming in his last five games. So you take advantage of that. Now, this is a really good matchup for McScorin, but can we really trust him if Alex Smith doesn't play? That's the question. I don't I don't like it if Alex Smith doesn't play. Jacksonville, Baltimore, Marquise Brown, does he play? He is now on the reserve COVID list. I think it is a close contact, but we don't have verification there. If it is, he would be eligible to get back on the field here for this one, and I would, I actually would like that matchup. Brown didn't really play particularly well last week, but or well, Monday Night Football, but either way, I still want to take advantage of it. Uh, as far as DJ Chark, we, he's shown this season he is susceptible to bad matchups. Like He's not matchup-proof, and this is a bad matchup. 
Jimmy Smith has been awesome. Marlon Humphrey, rock solid. Marcus Peters, still pretty freaking good, right? They're all below the league average in fantasy points allowed per route covered, so it's a downgrade for DJ Chark. Uh, the Jets and the Rams, kind of like polar opposites here for the trio of receivers. So Woods, who is on the injury report, by the way, Cooper Cup and Josh Reynolds. I love the matchup against this secondary. The Jets are starting somebody named Javelin Gid- Gidry. And uh, I love the first name Javelin. <laughs> I would have never thought of that. I'm a track guy. All right. I'd like to introduce you to my son, Shot Put. And uh, here's Javelin. Uh, Discus, where are you? I kid. It's a pretty freaking awesome first name, though. But I don't think that this is pretty good for the Jets. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I like all three of those guys. Now, if Woods doesn't go, then Reynolds becomes really interesting. Either way, uh, for the Jets trio of Perryman, Crowder, and Mims, and Mims will be back this week, this is a brutal matchup. This is a brutal man. I mean, there's a fair argument to be made the Rams are the best secondary in the league. Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams are playing at all pro levels. Ramsey at 51% catch rate. Williams at a 47% catch rate. So downgrading those guys. Philly and Arizona, I do think D-Hop gets a shadow from Darius Slay. And I love that for D-Hop. <laughs> Slay has allowed 20 catches on 24 targets over the last three games. 20 catches on 24 targets. Wow. And then Christian Kirk, he's going to see uh, uh, Kayvon Seymour opposite. Seymour is going to be used in this one because the Eagles are banged up in the secondary. Last week, he got in when the injuries occurred, and he allowed 68 yards on two catches. (laughs) So Kirk could get deep in this one. And I honestly, I mean, it's neutral for the Eagles receivers, but can you use them with much confidence in any format? Really, the players you're going to be using here, Jalen Hurts, obviously, Miles Sanders, obviously, and... Dallas Goddard, maybe Ertz if you want to get cute. But I don't want to get cute. Kansas City, New Orleans, Ty Freak. I don't think he's going to get Marshawn Lattimore in this one because he runs out of the slot most of his routes. Almost 60% of his routes out of the slot. So, Hill will see a lot of C.J. Gardner-Johnson. I like that. Bring Chauncey on, baby. Uh, 68% catch rate allowed on the season. Tyreek, uh, just going to, I think he's going to demolish that matchup right there. Michael Thomas, 30 catches over over his last four games. So he's building momentum, but man, this Kansas City secondary is actually pretty good. Bashad Breeland, Charvarius Ward, both playing good football. Ward, a 55% catch rate on the season. And Breeland, 10.3 yards per catch. So, tough matchup there for Michael Thomas. You're using him in season long, but DFS, that's a fade. Cleveland and the Giants. I originally wrote up, you know, hey, Jarvis Landry, he's going to avoid James Bradbury. Well, guess what? Everybody is going to avoid James Bradbury this week because he did pop up on the COVID list. It's a close contact, but that still means he's out. So I originally had a downgrade for Rashard Higgins here because of Bradbury. Rashard Higgins now becomes an upgrade along with Jarvis Landry. Not a bad matchup for these guys. Uh, Landry could see a lot of Xavier McKinney in the slot. And remember, McKinney is the rookie out of Alabama. Safety. Safety. All right. Uh, I think Landry is just going to be too much. Uh, not the, I don't think you're going to be using the Giants receivers here. Because it does look like we'll have uh, Colt McCoy under center. It's not guaranteed, but that's that's how it's trending. Same thing with uh, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Same thing with the Cincinnati receivers. Like, you can't be too confident in Tyler Boyd 
or T. Higgins, given the quarterback situation there. As far as the other side, so Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool. I'd say they set up neutrally. Now, we have seen William Jackson shadow a bunch recently, but here's the thing. I don't think he shadows here. Because, all right, so like you choose, let's say you choose to shadow Deontay Johnson. All right, Ben's just going to crush you with Juju and Claypool. All right, maybe you shadow Claypool. Deontay Johnson's going to destroy you. And I don't, and, and by the way, I am not worried whatsoever about the drops. I'm not. He he had the slap on the wrist last week. He missed half of the game as a result of the drops. As soon as he got back on the field, what did Ben Roethlisberger start doing? Immediately targeting him heavily. So I'm not worried about that. And I think that's kind of interesting. You know, obviously season long, I'm going to use Deontay Johnson wide receiver too. But DFS purposes, whatever types of contest you're in, he still has appeal to me. And in fact, I think the perception might help his ownership percentage as well. All right, so there you go. Week 15, wide receiver cornerbacks in the hopper. If you want the wide receiver cornerback information, the tool, of course, is over at ftnfantasy.com. If you want the shadow index, you can get that at ftndaily.com. Remember, 50 bucks gets you the remainder of the year. Uh, that's straight on through the Super Bowl. And once the season-long leagues are over, DFS is pretty cool in uh, in the playoffs, no doubt about it. Same deal for FTNBets.com. 50 bucks straight on through. You get my player prop bets, all that fun stuff. And great information. I mean, we have some dudes who are freaking sharp. And that's not just me saying it, man. I, I'm, I'm kind of blown away by how good some of these, like Noah Ruddle. This dude's a, this, he's a maniac. He's a, in a good way. <laughs> so check that out at FTNBets.com. Please keep reviewing the show on Apple. We're trying to get to 2K, all right? JR2K. We're, uh, we got a long way to go, but we're over 1K, so that's good. The easiest way to do it, and this takes you only a few seconds, is if you have an iPhone, open up the Apple Podcast app, which you may be using right now. Go to my podcast, The Rant, which you are listening to right now, and scroll to the bottom and click the stars. It does not take you any time whatsoever. Same thing, uh, you know, if you don't have an iPhone, you can just go to the web and search The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe, Apple Podcasts, and go to that page and you can review it right there. It's so easy. Give me that like 15 seconds of your time for all of the hours and hours and hours of this podcast that we put up, and I would really appreciate that. That would be huge. You hear me, Rat Pack? That would be huge. Humongous big. All right. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. Hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener to the show. And we'll be back tomorrow by we. I really mean me. Because I'm the only one here. And uh, I'm going to break down the matchups, the remaining matchups on the slate, including two games on Saturday. Don't forget that, man. Don't forget it. All right. I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe. And I'm out of here.